Hey, it's CJ, and here's the guy Marson asked to be his partner at Nationals, and then he woke up. It's the one and only Mr. Chris Allen. Thank you, CJ. Welcome to the show dedicated to helping you play better pickleball. I am your host, Chris Allen. Got Melissa McCurley on the line, hardest working person in pickleball from pickleballtournaments.com. And we're going to continue our conversation today with Scott Moore, national men's mixed singles champion. And uh, we were talking about an event. People are really excited about this. It is the pickleball battle of the sexes. It's going to be Scott going against Simone Jardim at the Bobby Riggs Tennis Center on October the 7th. And you can, if you can't make it out there, you can watch it via pay-per-view. We have linked to that in the show notes. You don't want to miss it. Uh, this is a throwback to the Bobby Riggs Billie Jean King battle of the sexes in the 70s. You remember the tennis version. This is the pickleball version. And uh, Scott, this is really exciting. Yeah, it's it is, but it's a little scary. Bobby didn't do very well. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta do a little better. So. Boy, I remember being in the mall and and it was I was in Sears and it was the night that it was on and uh, at the Astrodome and and right. I remember all the TVs were tuned over to it and everybody was standing there in the TV department at Sears watching yes. it. I mean, it was just it was such a it was such a major event. I think ninety million people. Is that right, Melissa? Watched it yeah, or something. Yeah, it was ninety million people around the world, and there was another thirty thousand in the Astrodome that was watching it, making it the most watched sporting event, I guess, uh, or tennis event ever. And my understanding is that record still stands today. I think that's true. So we're hoping to emulate that. I think it will be the, we're calling it the pickleball event of the decade, the most entertaining, maybe intriguing uh-huh. event that people have seen so far. So oh, that sounds great. Now give us, you do so much teaching and you do so many clinics and everything. Uh, give us, I guess, maybe a, a couple of tips for the the 3-5, the 4-0 player out there. What are some common things that you see that they're either you wish they would do or you wish they'd stop doing? Yeah. So at that level, Chris, you know, I observe that they just don't allow their opponents to beat themselves. They're beating themselves before they allow their opponent to beat themselves. And so we just teach percentage pickleball, which talking about your, your main opponent on the court, or not the players on the other side, but the net, you know, keeping the ball over the net, playing with margin, you know, hitting down the middle, primarily going cross court on your dinks, those kind of things that, you know, that they're just not doing, not hitting it wide. So the only excusable miss is a deep miss because we're aiming deep into the court. Mm -hmm. We don't want to hit the net. We don't want to hit it wide, right? Because that's beating ourselves. You know, just by doing that, their pickleball success will improve dramatically. When you talk about margin, uh, you're talking about just the height over the net. You think people, people are trying to maybe just barely get that ball over the net and you feel yeah, like they I should Yeah, I think a lot of more. people, you know, teach or have been, have heard, you know, they got to drop the third shot into the kitchen, for example. And we really don't teach that. We teach that the third shot just needs to be unattackable, right? And so there's a difference there. And if they're trying to hit it in the kitchen, there's just not enough margin to get it over the net, you know, at a high enough percentage rate. Well, what to you is is a, the perfect unattackable ball? Well, just a ball that basically is makes the opponent bend over and hit up on it. We always want to try to have our, our opponents hitting up on the ball. And so if they just have to bend over and reach for it and hit up, then that's great. It can be, you know, at their knee for most people. They're not going to attack balls at their knee. So there's something that just comes in below their knee, basically. Okay. If they're having to hit up on the ball, then that's probably where you want to be. Exactly. Exactly. Because that'll get you, give you time to get in. 
and get to the kitchen line, which is, you know, really your first goal when you're on the, on the service side. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a, a one for you, Scott. So ha- what would your tip be for someone? Cause when you hit a ball, I, if I'm on the other side of the net, I feel like the ball is now attacking me. It's coming at me so fast. Right. Um, right. So how can I be in a position to where I don't feel like that ball is now attacking me and I'm retreating every chance I get when you really wail it at me? How, how, how does someone defend against that? Well, you mean like when someone's driving the ball at you? That's the one. I think it's just it's just preparation, you know, making sure your paddle is up and loaded, which means you can push you can push or block the ball before it gets to you. Making sure you're on your toes, your your knees are bent, so you don't have to move. Your your body wants to be really you want it to be still and quiet and just let your your arm do the reacting when you don't have much time. So all those things will help and then trying to get it out in front of you, not letting the ball get into your body on those when you have time. There's more and more people asking that question. And then they're like, well, then how, how do I defend against that? How do I soften it up? How do I get out of that situation to where I feel yeah. like a couple of lions are pouncing me on right. the other side, right? Yeah. And that's really another, a, a separate shot. Basically, when you are in a trouble situation, then what, what we teach is the absorb volley where you're actually bunting your way to borrow baseball vernacular um, or absorbing the, the energy off of the ball and, and really trying to make it unattackable to you know your opponent. They're, they're banging it at you and now you're carving it or absorbing, absorbing it back where they cannot keep attacking and you can get back into the point. That is a skill that we work really hard on in our camps and clinics because most people just don't practice it or don't even know about it and certainly don't know how to do it. And you're pretty much just talking about taking pace off the ball, absorbing Correct. that pace, and then dropping it softly back over. Exactly, exactly. Gotcha. So you can kind of, it's kind of the, we call it the reset shot. You're resetting the point, which is one of the really cool things about pickleball, as opposed to most other racket sports that we've played and talked about, is when you get behind in a rally, if you, if you can soften it up, you can actually get back, have a very good chance of winning a point. In squash or badminton or even tennis, you know, you really can't do that. You're, you're out of position. It's so fast, you're gone. But here, if, once you learn that skill, it's really an excellent tool for you to take it to the next level. One of the many great things about pickleball is just the balance of it. And it seems like uh, it's it's like almost like rock, paper, scissor, where no matter what you have, you know, soft can beat hard, old can beat young. Uh, exactly. You know, there's so many ways to win. And that's one of the, the great intricacies of this game. I mean... The fact that, you know, the better you get, the softer you learn to play. And the fact that, you know, a 55-year-old for a season can play with the 20-somethings, you know. And Mm -hmm. that doesn't happen in other sports. And, you know, I know my season will end soon enough, but it has been one of the most fun things of my life is to be able to to hang in there with the 20-year-olds. And Brian Ashworth gave me the ultimate compliment, I felt like, though he didn't intend it that way after we beat. I think Dave and I beat Brian and Kyle at Grand Canyon last year for the second time. And he said, Scott, you know, they have age divisions for a reason, right? And I said, yeah, Brian. He said, get the hell out of the 19 plus. So so, so to me, that was a, that was a compliment. I appreciate that, Brian. That was one of the best matches, by the way, Scott, that I personally have seen all year long. 
that was just fantastic. Yeah, that was about as good as it gets, Melissa. I mean, they had a match point against us at 14-13 in the final tiebreaker, and we held it and won 16-14. So it was pretty pretty high up there on my on my all-time best pickleball matches for sure. So in Brigham City, when we were there for Memorial Day, uh, we were together on a Sunday morning with several other uh, pickleball athletes uh, sharing in fellowship. And, and there was a video that you showed that day. And then you also talked about kind of this fellowship gathering being something that would be and should be included for people who are interested in uh, future tournaments that people go to just as a a gathering to get together and share. Uh, Can you kind of touch a little bit more on that vision and where you might see it going for the future? Absolutely, Melissa. You know, faith is something that's very important to me personally. I don't consider myself a religious person, but having a faith relationship with Jesus Christ has changed my life. And I've met a number of pickleball players that said, you know, we need to do something. And so finally, before that tournament, we just said, okay, let's throw it out there and see pickleball fellowship. And it's open to anybody that wants to come and explore their faith and uh, based on biblical principles. And we'll just kind of share and have a testimony from a group called I Am Second. Um, We did a little video on on transformation that an athlete shared and uh, just had a great time. We had a little 45 minute gathering and people loved it. It was a safe place that they could talk about their struggles and be encouraged and have a prayer for them. And so we think we're just going to continue to make that open to people who want to come and join us. The next one will be at the TOC on Sunday at 830 before the little mixer that morning and going to do it at nationals as well. So we'll just kind of see how it goes, but it's something that I'm excited about. Just adds a whole new dimension to this pickleball journey. Thank you for sharing that. I too am excited about it. You know, I had the privilege to be there with you on that Sunday and I look forward to being there again for Tournament of Champions. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Melissa. Scott, you're into so many things and we uh, look forward to talking to you about even more of them. Uh, I'd love to have you back on and uh, you, you've got so many trips planned and so many interesting things going on. Well, thanks, Chris. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm living a dream and, and I'm going to wake up, but I don't. It just keeps going. So <laughs> I'm very grateful that I found Pickleball, my friend John boss invited me to play and it has changed my life in so many ways yeah oh i know the feeling very blessed. definitely very and you blessed. just meet the most wonderful people yes melissa mccurley being one of them exactly so. you're reading my mind right yeah. back at you guys and of course if you are doing a pickleball tournament you don't make a move without having melissa and pickleballtournaments.com in your corner melissa thank you we'll talk to you soon you good to be here and as always i'd like to thank you for joining us today and every week here on the Pickleball Show as well. Hey, check out that link that we provided to the Pickleball Battle of the Sexes. It's coming up October the 7th. That is Scott Moore versus Simone Jardim. A lot of other special surprises planned as well. They're going to be raising money for charity. They're going to help out St. Jude's Children's Hospital, the official charity of the USAPA. And if you can't make it out to California to attend the event live, it's not a problem. You can watch it all in the comfort of your own home via pay-per-view. They're going to be streaming it online, and uh, you don't want to miss this. Click the link, and it'll take you to their page with all the information on there. You want to email me? Feel free to anytime. Mail at pickleballshow.com. Always great to hear from you. I'm Chris Allen. This is the Pickleball Show, and until next week, keep them low. 
The Pickleball Show is brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news, and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free.